Welcome back, Stack Attack Squad, to the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. Your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. New intro music. Who this? <laughs> it's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trella. And with me, as always, let's see if I point the right direction. My brother from another mother, it's Trey. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you today, my dude? What's going on, bro? Good to be back. Yeah, it's 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 been a heck of a year. It's been a heck of a couple of weeks. I've had uh, so, uh, quite a bit going on with work, family, sickness, myself. I don't have COVID, but I've been sick the last two weeks or so. Um, so a lot going on. So it's it's nice to get back on the on the mic, kind of put football behind us, and and push forward with some baseball. But what's up with you, man? How you doing? Uh, you know, just uh, living the dream. Uh, it's beginning of January. I think I'm like 15 drafts in already. Um, I do have one issue I'm dealing with here that I haven't uh, told anybody yet, but I want to say it on air right now. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm Big of, reveal? Yeah. I, I'm addicted to best ball. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I just can't keep on – I keep on wanting to do it. Like, I I'm in it was five, actual I, news. No. Aww. I have five going right now. Boo. Like, Boo. you know, my wife probably thinks I have a girlfriend. Five. So I'm on the phone. Five right this second. I'm, five. I'll be picking all the time, but I got four that's, already complete. That's hardly so. a problem. No, it's I mean, a, it's I mean, it is January. Right? It is early January. Ah. So, all but, right. You know, you, some of those guys that you can hit on real easy right now when their ADP is going to be going up once they get to spring. So, yeah, early bird gets the worm. Right. Well, like you said, we're eleven drafts in. We just we just actually finished up uh, a couple of days ago. We finished up with uh, with with Chris Clegg and the guys from. Uh, a couple of guys from Fantrax with, with a uh, dynasty startup that was absolute mayhem. Yeah, that was um, awesome. That, that was fun, man. Yeah. You, that, you know that we we did this, uh, Nick. We we did this this uh, auction, and there mm-hmm. was forty two players on the clock at all times, and <laughs> it was just absolute mayhem. I mean, That's there was a eight, there was an eight hour clock, but there were so many players that would go to like seven hours and fifty eight minutes. And then somebody would bid you, and it was like absolute mayhem, and you'd lose your mind. And then, oh, I bet. Then the clock went back to like four hours or something like that. And we're actually doing another one in uh, uh, with Clegg again, and Eric Cross is going to be in that one too. And that one's starting nice. up in a couple couple of days. I've already challenged him on taking uh, Kelnick too, so that's going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we actually got Kelnick in that. Yeah, we cheap. Paid, it, it was an auction where it was it was a forty man roster. Uh, four hundred dollars, and you could spend it how you wanted. You didn't have to take prospects, nothing like that. It, it was b- build your roster the way you want. And we did not go heavy on anybody. I, I mean, Soda went for I think one hundred and six bucks or something yeah. like that out of four hundred. It was nuts. Yeah. Uh, it, it felt like a football auction. Um, but we ended up. I, I think our highest pot player was was maybe Lindor or something like that. We we had four players in the thirties. Right? No, it was, it was Wheeler. I think Wheeler. We paid a couple bucks more, but we instead of spending a hundred on one, we spent a hundred and twenty on four. So it worked out pretty good, and we did end up with Kalanick. Yeah. But anyway, Nick, what's good with you, man? How you doing up in the top left corner over there? Doing very well. Doing very well. Football's done. Yeah. Moving on. You had yeah. a pretty good season, didn't you? I did. Made the uh, fi- uh, semifinals in the fishbowl. So uh, did pretty well there. Raz uh, quarterfinals, Warrior Bowl quarterfinals. Um, won a ton of home leagues. Shocker. It's nice. <laughs> but uh, a lot of, lot of money. Wife's very happy about that because uh, we have a lot of expenses to come up. Yep. I hear you there. Missed, 
we uh i didn't announce it in the last pod but we have twins on the way twin girls i'm gonna be oh, a father boy. of three girls <laughs> oh my god so uh two of everything minivans are already in the garage godspeed oh god. to you my friend <laughs> <laughs> if anybody i know saw the gender reveal video which i think both of you did my head just dropped when i realized yeah, we, we didn't want to comment on that because it was a little <laughs> it, it was a revealing reveal uh, to say the least so so it's a, you know, a whole house full of girls and uh base Basically, on that note, we're going to be looking for another person for this podcast coming in May because <laughs> Nick will not be around. <laughs> yeah. Nick, yeah, Nick, we have three girls and the cross street has three girls. So this whole block is going to be, we're going to gate it. It's going to be a gated community. We're going to allow anybody in here. <laughs> Give me one there of those. You go. Yeah, I know. You got to do it nowadays, man. It's crazy. Bubble. Make the bubble. All right. That's All it. right. So, so today we're gonna we're gonna kick off some baseball talk uh, a little bit earlier than we did last year. Uh, but you know, Andy, Andy's been at it for a couple of months already. I got into the in into baseball about three four weeks ago. Once, uh, you know, basically once Derek Henry got hurt, it was a wrap for me uh, <laughs> across, across the board. And I, I'm like, yeah, I think it's baseball season at this point. So. I, uh, we're ready to go. We, we've uh, we've done a couple of uh, Andy and I do a lot of draft champions leagues on the NFBC together. Um, I think we've done three already, maybe four. Yep. Uh, a couple of dynasty startups. So we we we're kind of keen to the ADP. So we want to just kind of talk about a few outliers that we've seen so far that may help or you know be a red flag stayaways for for your draft. So Andy, let's let's start with. Uh, third base a little bit all right uh what's the word on the street with third base this year overall globally andy oh they're basically saying that it's a, a pretty weak position <coughs> and that excuse if me you, if you're you know have an early pick uh ramirez is uh definitely a good option there because a lot of the other positions uh don't fall off as quickly as third base does right i don't really that, that hasn't really been my experience, and I, I feel like if you if you trust the board a little bit, and you know you're not not too alarmist of, of recency bias with with what happened last year, you could do pretty well at the back end of the uh, back end of, of the third baseman number ones, the the you know tenth through fifteenth or anything like that. But so, are you drafting Jose Ramirez or Rafael Devers? Ramirez is going in the first round. Devers basically in the second round. I've been getting uh, Devers early uh, in the second round, having taken him, and uh, I like it. I think he, there's actually more to him too. I think he can improve. Um, but you know, other than that, you know, obviously drafting with you, I get a lot. Of Chris Bryant, obviously, uh, he's he's a nice little value right now. So, well, the, the wild card with that is he's still a free agent at this point, so we have to wait for a landing spot there. He might actually, I mean, he'll he'll hold the eligibility of third base, but he may actually. There's a strong chance he he goes to a team where he's going to be an outfielder, or even possibly a first baseman. Uh, that's that's a strong possibility. So we we may actually weaken the field a little bit. But I mean, I, I my my opening spot with uh, with third base it it kind of starts at ADP of ninety five, which is pretty damn late, and I that's why I like it. But how do you not? like Alex Bregman, like what is it really that everybody thinks he's a cheater? Is that what this is? <laughs> I mean, he, he's had two down years in a row. I, I, I see that one was a shortened season and last year he had a uh, two months that he missed with hamstring issues. 
Uh, last year, he had the lowest launch angle of his career. Maybe he was a, trying to account for something. Maybe there's something there with the, the banging on a drum that doesn't know what's coming. So the launch angle is lower because he's trying to make contact rather than jank it. Uh, but he's one of the best at baseball and not striking out. And that's a, that's a key statistic for, for me. And I know it is for you too, Andy. So I, 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 I'm buying in on a, uh, on a former first round pick who's only 27 years old. I can't get off that. Like that's, that's a spot to go in, in, in like the eighth, ninth round. How do you, how do you not do that, Andy? I've always been a fan of them. Uh, they they weren't hitting the garbage cans in uh, the minor leagues when he tore it up, and he was one of the best players uh, coming up through the, the minor leagues. So I'm um, I'm a fan of him. I think uh, he's had some unlucky injuries uh, that have uh, stopped the progression, but I think he uh, could be a nice little value now. All right, all right. So he's actually going two spots after. Our, our favorite guy, Adalberto Mondesi. So are you guys going oh, back to that go. well? I got to go. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, show, I'm, show's, show's over. I almost fell off the chair. Show's over. We can't talk about him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about Bruno. <laughs> oh, I get that reference now. Oh. <laughs> I knew you two guys. Are You got young kids, man. My, my kids are in their 20s, and I still know that. We've watched Moana, I want to say, 15 times in the last week. It's, it's not Moana, but whatever. Close enough. I know. It's Encanto. I know. It's, we've just been watching Disney Plus like crazy now. All right. So, so Mondesi, is this just a cross-off because you got screwed? Or are we just done with him and just finally going to gonna buy into what I said, that he's never going to be healthy? All right. So, so he's in he's my, uh, my third baseman guys I want to touch on. And he was a guy I was obviously a- avoiding. Uh, he's got an ADP right now of 55, it said? 55. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Uh, yep. He had he hasn't played. He played 102 games once in his career. The second time is 75. He hasn't played any he is not on the field. It's not worth the pick. It's it's too much of a risk. He's got like five years in the major leagues. You know, it's, it's horrible. I, I gotta stay away. Uh his hit tool is horrible. His speed is something you know that you can dream about, but you can't steal first base. You also have to realize that the Royals have a tremendous glut. In the in the infield too, so that could cause him to lose at bats if he struggles, which he will. Andy, we started this podcast just as friends, trying trying to trying to shoot the shit a little bit and have a good time. Are you aware that everything you just said came out of my mouth 365 days ago, and you went on to draft this man in the first round of TGFBI? <laughs> moving on to the next player, I would like to talk about. Yeah, he did. Um, he yeah, did. At least I learned from my mistakes. Uh, All right, so let's move on. So, so I can't wait to draft him this year. It's going to be great. It's not. Yep. So what about DJ LeMayhew? DJ LeMayhew right now is the 10th. Third baseman off the board. Definitely had a down season, which Nick, Nick uh, felt the heat from last year. You were over-invested mm-hmm. in him last year, right? I loved him last year. He was he was fantastic with the Yankees the year before and just fell off the cliff last year. I mean, I'm still in on him, but that that hurt. Right. Uh, he's 33 years old, so you know may, maybe, maybe the beginning of the end is here. That's something to be concerned about. Andy, what's your opinion on LeMayhew? Are you uh, blaming it on injuries? Was he, was he injured a lot last year, Nick? Because a lot of Yankee fans are saying that. Yeah. Um, so. uh, yeah. 
But they yeah, also, uh, two years ago, they also changed the ball around too. So had a little, uh, he was hitting the ball better. Last year, they, they stopped that and they, they were changing the ball around. And that's why he struggled a little bit. His little uh, pop out to right field that was going over the fence wasn't going there. So I think we've seen the best of him um, at the right price. If he drops, I'll take him because he can play three different positions. But I'm not going to waste a top 100 pick on him. Right. If, and his, well, right now his ADP is about 115, but he's going five spots after one of my favorite guys, which is Anthony Rendon. That's a guy. I'd rather buy him. I, I mean, come on. Yeah. Let, let, let's look at, let's look at Rendon real quick. So he, he had, these are the injuries he's ha- had last year hamstring, hip impingement, tricep strain, left knee contusion, and a groin. He basically covered the whole human anatomy, uh, some some way, shape, or form. Uh, he's 31 years old, so he's a little bit a little bit older than Bregman is. Uh, you know, that's probably 31 is considered the back end of your peak years for a young hitter. But I'm uh, 2018 to 2022. This guy was an MVP candidate. He had a, an expected weighted on base average of 383, 388, and 414 in those three years. And he was just a dude, man. Now he's hitting behind Otani, Trout, and probably Jared Walsh, and he'll probably bat fourth. That's just my guess at this point. What's not to love about this? I mean, he doesn't run. I'll give you that. But everything else is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. I love him at this uh, price. I'd rather take him over LeMayu. Every yeah, time. I think that's I think that's pretty easy. So I I think if you're drafting a, around that just outside of the top 100 and you get Rendon, you're in great shape. Um, obviously, yes, there are injury concerns. You're gonna have you're gonna have to uh, use a bench spot on a third baseman at some point. Uh, but we're gonna take a pass at Lemayhew and then maybe drop down. I know you like Cabrian Hayes. He's being drafted as as a back end third base one as well. Does yeah, does that, different yeah. things though, right? Yeah, he could do a little bit of everything. Uh, I, I think uh, Rendon has a more higher ceiling, but I think Hayes was hurt last year. Uh, he had a wrist injury, which caused him to struggle a little bit. The year before, he was amazing, and I fell in love with him. Uh, I liked him even before that, but you know his on-base percentage and you know the way he was hitting the ball, I was a big fan of him. Uh, and a guy that's like right near him too, I think that could rebound and has a really high ceiling is uh, Mankata. Uh, I, I've been getting a couple of shares of him this year. I think, uh, you know, he struggled a little bit last year, and I think that at this value, at this price right now, it, it's a nice little value. All right, I, I, I can't, uh, I can't argue with that one. Mancata is one of my guys, so I'm in on that too. Um, after that, you drop down the the very back end. If you're in a 15 team league, you feel okay with with uh, Ryan McMahon as your third baseman. That's my cousin. <laughs> of course. I, I like him. I, I think he had bad. He, he struggled a little bit last year, but, you know, playing in that park, you just you can't pass him up. Right. And he's going a full two rounds after Mankata at, at an ADP of 177. See, that's the thing is is everybody says there's such a huge fall off, but this is still talented fantasy ball players here. And we're through 15 players, and there there's nearly 10 guys that I'm more than happy to have as my third baseman number one. So I don't I think that the lack of depth that they're talking about, all the pundits that 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 are that are breaking down these early ADPs, I don't think they're right. I, I think it lacks star power, but I think there's enough depth there to uh 
kind of put the position not not as a premium. And I'm probably not going to have too many Jose Ramirez shares for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then All next right. round later is Matt Chapman. You, you, you know, Petri yeah. Yankee. Petri Yankee. Definitely. Um, I've been been going outside of the top 200. Eugenio Suarez has burned the hell out of me. Uh, You know, if if you're in a league with a five-by-five league with batting average, you just can't do it. Um, Skip that. But I'd probably rather go to Donaldson. Andy, what do you think about that? Donaldson over Suarez. You give up a couple of home runs, but you get a little bit of everything else. Yeah, Don- Donaldson was uh, one of my best values. I think at, at two twenty ADP, I just it's just stupid right there. It's just a great value. I'd rather just pass on what these guys spend the premium picks on these guys and just grab Donaldson. You know, he's yeah. Problem is Nick, right? He's in and out of the lineup quite often. It, it, yeah, his, I had him in TGFBI last year. It was, yeah, that, me that too. was the issue. I mean, he was easy, he was decent in the beginning, and then he just like you just said, in and out, resting. You know, towards the end of the season too. Right. So his, his ADP is 218. There's a little bit of a drop off after that. Uh, uh, some people are hyping up Yimer Candelario quite a bit. I, I'm not. I'm not a big guy on him, Andy. You, you're a big I, Candelario guy. Yeah, yeah, I like his bat. I like it. <laughs> you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna kill you anywhere, but he's not gonna actually like be great and win a category for you. But he's a he's a solid guy. I mean, I, I had him a couple couple years ago, just in and out. But you know, he's okay. All right. Well, they're being drafted in the early 220s. Then there's a drop in tier, but I think that that's not going to last long because this next guy, I think, is about to skyrocket upwards. Uh, Abraham Turo, what do you tell me about him, Andy? What, what's your opinion? Uh, he's yeah, you know, top prospect for the Astros. Got traded to the Mariners. Got got the spot wide open right there to jump in third base and play. Uh, he has a really nice bat. I think he has developing power and a couple stolen bases. He's he's definitely you know good average. I like him. He's got a nice little swing. And we've just right. picked up a couple of his shares this week too, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, he's being drafted around 260 right now. Uh, I think that's going to skyrocket. I think he'll actually go above the uh, Suarez and and Donaldson area by by the time we get to uh, opening day because of those stolen bases. It, yeah, it's, eleven it's home easy. runs and six stolen bases in 335 at bats. Right, and he um, and he's eligible at two positions as well because he yeah. has second base eligibility and third base uh, out of, out of Houston. So he kind of fell into it with the Seager. Um, Sort of surprised. I mean, he was a free agent, so I, I I think that they they traded for Toro knowing that Seager was going to be gone, not necessarily as a retirement, but as, as a free agent. And you know, here we are, and I, he's fallen into a great spot, and I kind of love it too. So that's a guy uh, I will be invested in. All right, so let's go back to last year's TGFBI draft, and I ripped you hard for <laughs> my man, your, your, your fifth round selection, and I was correct. In one Kavan uh, Biggio, mm. I want to talk to you about Toronto and their infield and what you think is going on here. All uh, right, I, I think that <coughs> obviously my team didn't do that well last year in the TGFB. <laughs> if, if I if I took Mondesi and it was a GPP Biggio, team, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, uh, struck out. Uh, I still think you know I, you made me take Biggio in a couple drafts this week, man. So. Now, what, okay, what do you why? see? You, because his value is just because I put him on that list in my uh, in my 
uh, writing about you guys that are dead to me, but they're dead to me at only at a certain point. You know, once it gets to a certain point, like, okay, now this guy has a lot of upside. He could turn it around. Uh, you know, I, I, and I still feel that way. So we were getting a really good deal on a good hitter that can turn around and he was fifth round pick last year. So he could still do this. Right. If you're in a 12 team league, he's going in the bench rounds now. So hallelujah, write me up. I'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll cut him if I was right, wrong, whatever, whichever that might be. So we're definitely buying into Kavan Biggio, but Andy, how do you see the Toronto infield stacking up? Because they they lost uh, they lost Simeon. So Biggio is he going back to second base? Is this guy Santiago Espinal going to be the third baseman over there? Is my guy Groshans maybe a midseason call up to have a shot? How do you I, see this? I uh, I don't see. I think your boy Groshans took a little bit of a step back too. So he did. I I, I think. Uh, Possibility is they were talking about uh, possibly Marino, their top hitting ca uh, catcher, playing third base and getting them in the lineup. So I think that could uh, move things around in there. But uh, do you think the bat carries at third base? Absolutely, back wow. bats everywhere. I'm high on wow. him. I just I just traded for him in one of my big dynasty leagues too, and it's he's awesome. Uh, he's an elite player. He would have made his debut last year if he didn't get hurt. So I'm all over him this year. And you can't even forget the other guy. I mean, you know, the, the, the other guy, Alejandro Kirk. He's another guy that we're going to talk about later. He's a huge hit tool. Uh, just a short, fat guy that loves to hit bombs and has a hit tool 60. So I love it. Right. Well, I mean, Toronto is also a team that could go in for Chris Bryant, too. They're willing to spend. You think, yeah. that's, a, you think that's a possible landing spot? Yeah, I mean they're, they're spending money. Uh, they they have more money to spend as well. So they're looking to upgrade the stadium too. They're all in. So all right, all right. So Kavan Biggio at two seventy five at two eighty three, you could have another uh, guy who was hyped up but kind of fell flat on his face in Alec Bohm. What do you think about Alec Bohm this year, brother? I don't think. Uh, He's as good as he was two years ago, but I don't think he's as bad as he was last year. So I, I think it sounds uh, like a country song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a Philly fan. What do you see? Uh, well, here, here it is. The barrel rate was down last year, which is not good, but his hard hit rate was 49 and a half percent, which is in the top 10 percentile of baseball. So there's definitely an element of, uh, of poor luck, but the strikeouts are up. The walks are down. The selection is not there. He was pressing quite a bit. Um, he did get sent down to the minors at one point, so there's definitely a, a, an element of pressing and and you know trying hard to keep a job and, and get the service time and everything. I mean, in 2022, in a shortened season, he batted like 330, 340, 338, I think it was. Finished okay. second for the rookie of the year. Uh, but last year's... 400 plate appearances, I think. He batted like 245, uh, seven homers, four stolen bases. The answer is somewhere in the middle. You know, this guy, he, he definitely has pop. Uh, again, he hits the ball hard, 49.5% of the time, hard hit rate. He's going to get you 15 to, to 20 home runs, steal five to 10 bags. If he bats 250 for you in the bench rounds, I mean, how do you go wrong with this? There, there's talk of them, you know, possibly uh, – 
trading him and or trading Reese Hoskins and moving Boehm across the diamond. That was his biggest problem is he's a terrible defensive player. So he had that on his mind all the time. He, he was an error machine in an otherwise pretty good infield. So they have the flexibility to, to move some players around. You know, my guy Kingery is a bust. So <laughs> th- there's at-bats for him. There's an opportunity. You know, the possibility of Chris Bryant coming over is still there. Uh, so this guy, you know, he could end up being a fourth outfielder on the team. But I don't know, man. Most likely he's going he's gonna to be the starting third baseman. Here's a question for you. 250 and give you something. Does he have an option to DH? Will that make him be a a better hitter if he's not focusing on the field? We'll we'll see if that if that's an option, uh, how that how that turns out. So I I gotta think that uh once once the CBA is signed, if there are uh if there is a a national league DH, the free agency is gonna open up slightly differently than what we the way we saw it close. But yeah, he's definitely somebody that might benefit from mm-hmm. being able to sit down and uh, think about the next at bat. So, all right, all right. Anybody else you're looking at? You know, that basically covers anybody that you would you'd be looking for in an NFBC uh, as a corner man or a third baseman. Any, I got one any more. dart throws deeper, yeah. deeper down that you're looking at? Yeah, one more. I know Nick okay. will like this one. Five uh, eleven ADP. Carter Kaboom. Ooh, he's still alive. Yes, he oh, is. You know, he has. Uh, he had a little bit of a, a solid month last year. You know, he's he's struggling, but I, I feel he has a decent hit tool through the minors. I think that he can actually be okay. I mean, it, it's worth a shot. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to give him a shot to uh, play third base every day. So we'll we'll see what he can do. Every every day, third base and best ball is the best you can ask for. Yeah. Bro, there, there's a definite fantasy buying opportunity in the nationals there's some players on that team that are going undrafted and bench rounds and everything that are going to be starting playing every day 500 at bats so all you can ask for de- definite opportunity there so we'll be do we'll be digging into that quite a bit uh in the near future all right sliding across the diamond to first base uh vlad guerrero's going in the first round pretty much everywhere uh i actually saw him in uh in one, a, one in a dynasty mock go 101 which i really can't argue too much against um other than that freddie freeman is still a free agent landing spot could uh make his his adp skyrocket up from future, 19 to the back of the yankee future yankee could be yeah. yeah i mean i mean if he went to the yankees his adp would go into the first round the next guys, two guys, guys, uh anyone who's listening please disregard the guy over here he's <laughs> everyone's buying the yankees i mean the mets are the team that buy it buys everyone now so what, what was dis- it like disregard what is it, it was the um i forgot what year it was but Derek jeter was a hit in a free agency he was talking about going and leaving and this and that i feel like that's the same thing freddie freeman's doing He's gonna go back to Atlanta. I think it's inevitable. Oh, I don't know. Inevitable. They they don't want to give him six years. Nah, he's so, going back there. Someone's gonna give him six years. Someone's gonna give it to him. I think he's gonna get it from Atlanta. Uh, the the bottom line is that he got them a World Series championship. Bingo. They they, they have one of the top two or three players in the game for the next ten years at a one hundred million dollar discount in Acuna. So they got a hundred million dollar dollars to piss away. They could throw it at Freeman. You know, mm-hmm. he's Why your not? guy. He's your franchise yeah. right there. Yeah, just yeah. just say thank you to Acuna on your on your way to uh to the and table. And Ozzy, don't it. forget Ozzy. 
Yeah, they both took uh, huge discounts. Got like $24 million or something like that. Bro, I would have done the same thing. I mean, yeah. you, you give me a contract like that at 20 years old with, with COVID and all this and, and injuries, I'm I'm signing it right away. I'll take the $100 million you give me. I ain't betting on myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've seen my results. I'm not betting on me. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> all right. So Ol- Olsen and Goldschmidt, that's kind of it. And, and Alonzo, that's pretty much even probably a Bray that's probably no man's land for me in first base. I'm not messing with that in the third, fourth round. There, these aren't guys that are really exciting me. And in the third round, you're 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 probably, especially if you went to an infielder in some way, shape, or form in the first round, you probably went a pitcher in the second round. You're either looking for a pitcher or an outfielder in the third round. So I'm probably not in this tier much. Uh, Mount Castle, just not my guy. First guy that I really really like at an ADP of 116. He was a hero for me last year, and in the ninth <laughs> round, I'm all over Jared Walsh, man. TGFBI I love this hero. Guy. Absolutely. I I actually um, – I I cracked the uh, the maximum on him in TGFBI. I was the last to draft him. Hmm. It was something like 100 spots below ADP. It, it, it was really just luck that I, that I ended up with him. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dying over here. <laughs> <coughs> All right. So, uh, but yeah, Wal- Walsh is my guy, man. I love yeah. him. You know, he came off an injury. There, there was a a big slump that he had. He was actually in contention for the batting title going going into the last two months, and then he went into a huge slump after a core muscle injury, and we still don't know where your core is. I think I think the guy does it all. And he's no, a didn't, great lineup. Didn't, didn't him and Otani? Didn't him and Otani hit like a home run in each game? Like I think it was how many times? It, w- it was crazy. Yep. Like, Ten, fifteen bro, times. I, it was crazy. Bro, I, I was I was staying up until one o'clock in the morning constantly to watch Otani and Walsh. Man, it was a show without Trout. Yeah, and, he'll, and he's back. back. Yep, and he will be a value, I think. So. Uh, I would say, you know, as uh, Jeff's trying not to die real quick, I'm going to go over and talk about uh, Joey Votto. Uh, this Joey is, uh, Betts. You know, Ew. You know, Nick, Nick loved him last year, and I he did. was a monster. I, I didn't think it was in it for him, and he's still cheap, 161 ADP. It's a, it's a great value. I, and in that little park, no problems. <coughs> so what do you think about that, Nick? Uh, no, he, he was crushing last year. I forgot the exact number of games in a row. He had a home run, but, um, I was in on him years ago. You guys well know that, um, he's a value in that, in that ballpark. Um, good ADP right now. I don't think he's going to move up too much from there. He could fall a little bit, but I think I, I, I'm in good lineup, good ballpark. Give it. I'll probably have no shares just because, He's 15 spots after Reese Hoskins, and That's I usually why. I usually set the high on Hoskins, and he's being drafted right around the same spot as uh, Anthony Rizzo, who I'm pretty high on despite being teamless. Um, be he's obviously going to have a job because he's got the National <laughs> League to go to for MVP. I actually, b- I actually believe that he might be a Yankee, but who I knows? think that makes the most yeah. sense. Yeah. Right, but uh, r- right at the same same area. I mean, Vado was going one sixty three, Rizzo was going one sixty six, or you could wait one more round at one seventy four. My boy, oh, AK forty seven, Alex Kirillov. This is the year, guys. This is the year. It's going to happen. 
I wrote about him in my article. He's my one of my favorite players. Uh, his bat is amazing. All right, and this is the the one thing I always was talking about in the article is you know anyone who's played baseball know that when you get in a slump, the best way to get out of your slump is take the ball to the opposite field or go up the middle. And he hit like 12 hours, 14 home runs were to opposite fields. He uses all the fields, which will lack the strikeouts. He stays healthy. He's going to be playing uh, first base now. His 174 ADP is a steal. It's going to go up, especially when he shows that he's healthy. And he is better than his uh, uh, teammate, Trevor Larnack. Yes, Jeff. Yes, he is. You will, you will do. I actually said that. AK-47 was going to outplay Votto, and I was wrong, and I admit that, but it ain't going to happen this year. Kirilov is outplaying them all. All right. I'm done. I'm going to wait 60 spots and just take Bobby Dahl back instead. Uh, I'm in on this guy, 26 years old, uh, 92-mile-an-hour exit velo is is off the charts, to use one of Andy's favorite terms. 20% (laughs) barrel rate was one of the tops in the league. Uh, 34% strikeout rate was one of the worst in the league, but who cares about strikeouts anymore as long as you're hitting the ball into the ocean, right? So this guy's going to be popping him over to Monster for many, many years to come. You know, 25 home runs, only 450 plate appearances. That's going to project out to over 35 with with, with a full season. So, uh, you know, being drafted in the bench rounds. You can't do much worse than than Bobby Dahlback. I think Andy, you and I in a fifteen teamer took him as our our first baseman or corner man on a team that we just punted the position totally, and yeah. it, it worked out well because it was a team we needed to improve our power on because we took Trey Turner in the first round. I, I think that even if you wait even another round, you okay. get you get next guy who I like even more, which is Nate mm-hmm. Love. All right, yep. uh, you know he yeah better bang average than Dahlback, less home runs. Uh, I approved lineup. I, I think that he's going to have a big year. Now, the one thing I want to, you know, put a little caution to is he did have eight stolen bases last year. You know, he has a, a, a 40 speed. All right. In five years in the minors, he had five stolen bases total. So I'm not saying he's not going to steal, but don't expect eight steals again. Especially with an improved lineup and these guys are going to be playing. I don't think so. But. The 4 3 speed is not there. <laughs> all right guys it, it, the 27th first baseman off the board oh. is spencer, spencer torkelson mm. uh, you remember last year we got burned with uh andrew vaughn he was being drafted around this area mm-hmm. and, and then he ended up pretty much making the opening day roster and we all skyrocketed on him juice 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 and he didn't even pay it off you know, he, he struggled. He wasn't, and, he wasn't even getting the proper playing time <laughs> in the beginning, too. I mean, and this yeah. is a different level prospect. But do you think, I, I mean, it probably comes down to what the collective bargaining uh, process mm. dictates. But we see Torkelson day one. This is a huge boon right here, right? 20, 25, 30 homer bat right there. Yep. Andy's saying, nah, give me Nathan know. Lowe and keep it keep it real. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would definitely take Nate Lowe. I, I don't uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, Torkelson's got a lot of hype to him, and I think that when he moves up like that, I don't know. He could, he could struggle a little bit. You know, Detroit's a, a big ballpark. You know, Torkelson's not a big guy. Yeah, you have to realize he's not big. He, he's just – he's a lot of power, but I don't know how it's going to develop. 
I don't expect him to be a, a big-time superstar. And I, I actually think that Andrew Vaughn will outplay him this year. Okay, then. All right. All right, Andy, let's go deep into the, into the bench rounds now. Let's, let's, let's talk about uh, round 30 and your boy, Rowdy Telez. Does, does, he have a, do, does he have an everyday job? Or, Nick, is there anything that would be any more AMAC than a Keston, Hiera, and Rowdy Telez platoon? ain't that saying he's boy <laughs> left and right yeah. man there you go oh, Fa- failing from both oh. sides oh. <laughs> when, when has telez ever failed that's what i would like to know honestly you know he, he he if he's given more appearances he will do it uh i'm i have a couple you know he had 11 home runs and 300 at bats last year eight home runs at 127 at bats the year before and they had 21 and 400 bats Give me a break. You put him in that lineup, the big fat guy's going to be bombing them. All right. They love big fat first basements. All right. And he's their guy now. It's going to be bad cleanup for his team. Not bad. Not bad at all. He does struggle against lefties, but, you know, the guy's a hitter, man. I've, I've been on him for years, and you know that. And I think that, you know, he's, he's not sexy, but at, you know, round 30, it's sexy. Big sexy. There you go. All right, so so he's somebody that you want on your team if your if your first uh, first baseman is somebody like CJ Crone, right, or 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 Mountcastle or, or Hoskins, somebody that has some some fail built into him that that it may not work out, they may get injured, they just hit home runs, and you know if they fail, maybe you have Telez that you got for free. Uh, Telez is probably going to be. It, I, in a lot of fab articles, the first couple of weeks, I would say more more than draft articles, but not bad, in, man. In the deeper I, in deeper leagues, grab him, grab him at the end, uh, or you could or you could just draft him and Hiera and pray, right? One, yeah. one, one might pay you get off. you get one player out of two spots. Hey, yeah, not bad for that late, right? <laughs> Um, Darren Ruff was one of the best hitters in baseball last year. I don't think I uh, am going to re- go on a repeat with that. Uh, I'm going to stay away from that one. Uh, Colin Moran's a guy that we always liked, but he's a free agent. So, Andy, any word on where he's going to sign or, or no, just stash and pray? No, no I, I just just he's he's a waiver wire guy. I think you passed over one guy that I know you loved last year, and uh, I want you to talk about him a little bit because I think he slated to be banged. You know, right in the middle of this line for for the Guardians, uh, Bobby Bradley. Uh, it's just power, man. That's all. It, it's it's the same thing. It's it it's it's very similar. It's a cheaper to, cheaper dollback. Yeah, he's he's a cheaper dollback. That's that's very well said. You know, he's a guy that could rip it, and and you know, he went on like a uh, like a ten game streak where he hit like six home runs in ten days, and and he just carried my team for a little bit, but. He's somebody that if you draft him into your regular lineup, it better be a 32-team league. Um, you know, he's bench fodder, and you pray that he gets hot and you put him in there when, when you need him or whatever. But he'll be in and out of uh, wa- the waiver wire all year long. All right. Want to slide behind the plate now and uh, talk about some catchers before we head out of here? Absolutely. That's my, my favorite position. Oh, boy. I don't know about that. All right. All right. I'll so, Andy – Every year, there, there's one catcher that's the de facto catcher number one, and get, he gets drafted in the second or third round. It's usually Real Muto. This year now, it's Sal Perez. You nailed it last year. You know, he almost hit 50 home runs. Um, he's actually on a, 
Hall of Fame trajectory, to be honest with you at this point. Is he worth it in the third round at this point? He, he is too too pricey for me. I'm, he's on my guys as uh, someone I'm going to pass on and avoid. I, uh, I don't like the – it's too high. I mean, he, he broke the – he almost had 50 home runs like you said last year. And before that, it was 27 home runs. I mean, I just don't want to waste the prick on it. So, <coughs> but yeah, I, I hear you. Pad, I was getting my values, and I had him on a lot of teams, and you know, I was dying to the leagues. I have him and stuff, but at 30, ADP, what 32? Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, I mean, catcher is an absolute wasteland now. Mm-hmm. If if you want to so. be, no. so. yeah, it's terrible. It's absolutely um, terrible. Um. If you want to be on the high end, it's it's got to be real Moto or Will Smith. Um, to be honest with you. you, you take him in the fifty in the late fifties, early sixties, and that's it. It, it, it. If you want Sal Perez, you're 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 basically going to be building from behind the whole the whole team. Just, that's my opinion on that. But uh, after that, the, rounding out the uh, catcher ones, you got Varsho. Grandall, Wilson Contreras, and then Andy's boy, Tyler Stevenson, is the seventh catcher being drafted right now. What do you think about that, Andy? You were in on him before he was the number seven overall. Yeah, I was when he was a backup, <laughs> I, I was on him. And I've been on him since 2015 while I was buying his rookie cards. But uh, that's, that's my guy. I, I like his uh, hit tool. Uh, I'm not sure how much his uh, power will develop, but, you know, he's an on-base percentage guy. He's going to drive in a lot of runs, back clean up in that lineup. Uh, he just plays really good defense. I mean, they got rid of a gold glove catcher to, to give this guy full-time at-bats. So I yes, think that, did. you know, I, I think that he is the guy there, and I think that he's going to improve a little bit. Uh, you know, right there between – I'm going back and forth with the two guys I love. He's one of them, and the other one's keep it Ruiz. I've been getting him all over the place now. Uh, I just think his he, he has another another level with the power and his hit tools probably a little better than Stevenson as well. And with the Nationals, there we go again with the Nationals. You know, a guy that's going in the 150s, you're going to get a really good catcher with a lot of upside. I'm definitely going those those routes. Listen, I, I dug into Ruiz a little bit more, watched some film after we drafted him in our, uh, our Dynasty startup the other day. Uh uh, I see a little bit of Victor Martinez. Oh God, I saw that too. Yes, yeah. From the left side. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Th- there's a little bit there. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying this guy might be a perennial uh, batting champion contender, but I, 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 I think the bat sticks, and I think there's a chance he's going to end up moving to a, a DH or first base type situation, getting out from behind the plate eventually because the bat's going to play for his whole career. <coughs> What do you think about Rutschman, man? Where are we at with that? Because he's being drafted as a catcher one, but there's a good chance you may not have him for the first 40, 50, 60 games. Well, in those yeah. big leagues that we – yeah. Well, at the price we're getting him at, yeah. We're, we're getting him as a second catcher. And uh, I love that. You know, he's – he's you know, he won't be up probably the first month probably if I had to guess. But uh, definitely worth it. Take five months of a guy with that kind of ceiling. I'm in. All right. He's he's being drafted. Uh, where is it? 193rd, so just inside the top 200. 193, yeah. Yeah. Steam, Steamer's giving him 95 games, 15 home runs, 260. So that pretty much means a June 1st call-up for the, for the most part. I'll take that. I mean, 
95 games, 15 homers, 260, and you get to replace him for the first two months? Why not? So you get 20 home yeah. runs from the spot. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Uh, who, who else are you looking at to fill out your catcher position? I know uh, you want to talk about Toronto a little bit. Uh, I mean, Tor- Toronto has Jansen, who's the the defensive catcher uh, that likes to hit home runs in bunches, but not do anything else. And uh, Kirk is like we talked about before. Uh, they're gonna find he's probably the DH. You know, it's, it's just a perfect role for him. Uh, they were actually talking about possibly trading one of these catchers too, because they have uh, Marino come up as well. So uh, I'm all in on Kirk, and uh, it's like 240 ADP. So I'm love the bat. If he, he gets a chance, he's he's gonna give you a high average, lots of you know RBIs, a little power. I like it. All right, you, you think he has a day one job? Am I keeping him for a dollar in our home league or five dollars? It might be five dollars. That's yeah, too I tra- much. I trade him to you. Yeah. Five dollars is too much for anyone. Oh God! Yeah, I'm we'll out. be talking after show maybe. I'm out. I'm out. No five dollars for me. We'll we'll talk in February about that. <laughs> We'll talk in February. All right. You you mentioned Tucker Barnhart earlier that he he moved on. He went to Detroit. Is that a moratorium on our guy Haas? My guy Haas. Haas was another one like Bradley that saved my season in TGFBI for a little while there last year. Or we just don't believe in Haas. Is he done? I I I didn't like him when I had him. I still don't like him. The, I, you I, didn't like him when you had him. And you still yeah, don't like I had him. him. He was hitting home runs for me, but it's just ugly. I just, right. you know, to be honest, if I want ugly, I'll go back to a guy I like, like Mike Zanino. Yep. That's some ugliness. Well, Zanino, 33 homers, Haas, yeah, 22. Beautiful. The price yeah. is significantly different, obviously. Oh, not really. Two rounds. <coughs> wow. The, these Ru- Russian sex bots are spamming the hell out of our chat group, man. This is awesome. I was going to say, what is that guy saying? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> all right. N- Nick's cool. awake now. We got Russian sex bots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my on. All right. So a- anyone else at the catcher position that's really jumping out from an ADP or is it just kind of – you, um, you, you take go, who you get when when oh, you're coming, Nick got something. I'll, go my, I'll go my homerism. I'm not a big fan at all, but I mean, Gary Sanchez at that oh, ADP is pretty you know, guys disregarding Yankee talk. We disregard. Depends how depends how much they play him, but uh, dude, bat. he's going. Andy, he's going in round twenty three. Two sixty, two sixty ADP for a starting right. catcher for the Yankees. Right. I mean, there's something there. I mean, it, th- this guy's. He's got 25 home run potential. What was he? What was he last year? ADP. He was like a top five catcher ADP last year, right? Yeah. Listen, there. Nothing's early, changed. Early in the season like this, there's a lot of reactionary. That's why we're seeing Rendon and and Bregman going in the ninth damn round right now. It's it's ridiculous how people overreact to what happened last year. What have you done for me lately? Right. All right, Andy. What about uh? Francisco Mejia, you closed the book on him yet, or no, no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> I, I need one. I need one more year. Uh, obviously, I like his hit tool. I've always liked it. I, you know, he has some nice little pop. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to actually play in uh, Tampa, but he's a guy at the end. Throw a dart. Hopefully, he can he can get a little hot and get some value. All right, you you've uh, you've sold me a little bit on MJ Melendez. Yeah. 
Is he draftable as a as a your second catcher right now? I think so. He's going in the in the four hundreds. Uh, he was one of the the rookies I was going to talk about at the end of the show. So I'll just talk about him right here. Uh, I don't add the value. He's a good value. I think that if he has a big spring, uh, his ADP is going to jump, and then I'm going to be out. Uh, his hit tool is not that good. He strikes out. Well, uh, you know, he's like a ugly Bobby Dahlback. He strikes out a lot, like 40%. He was at, he was at 40% two years ago and then he came down and dropped and had this monster year that him and Nick Prado had in AAA in hitters parks all over the place. And I feel that they both played above their head. He had like 40 plus home runs. Uh, the GM already said that they're going to find a place for him, whether it's DH third base. He played a little third base last year too. You could solve uh, the problems to backing up uh, Salvador Perez too. So I think that he has a, a chance to bring some value. And if you're going to get him, get him now. All right. So he's, he's a dynasty dynasty stash and somebody to watch on, on the waiver wire for the most part is what you're saying, right? Yeah. The bottom line is like, I mean, the NFBC is the NFBC, but for the most part, like, shouldn't we just be playing one catcher anymore? Like, this is stupid. Like, it's really dumb to be – doing this like, like i don't know man this is this is like not playing super flex in football to to me <laughs> playing what playing two catcher leagues is just dumb and both of our home home leagues are two catcher i think we need both, to change that i think we should change that it's terrible it's add terrible. a flex add a flex yeah i I'd, <laughs> I'd much much rather do that i don't know or, or let, let, let's, be, let's be trailblazers here and let's invent the catcher premium league all right Tight end premium. Let's do catcher premium. That's hilarious. Every home run is multiplied by a point and a half. You know, oh, you know, God. my brain is going crazy right now. Ideas. One one. Travis Kelsey over here. <laughs> All right. All right. I got I got another flyer at catcher for for everybody. <coughs> Guy shockingly had two hundred at bats last year, but Jonah Heim, the Heim. <laughs> in uh in in Texas, that actually made the throat feel pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> he's a, he's a switch hitter, so that gives him a one up. That he's he's going to be on the field. He's he might be one of the best defensive catchers in the league. He's probably the top pitch framer in the entire league, which will be a moot point if they get robot umpires. But the the guy can hit a little bit. You know, two fifty career hitter in the minors. Uh, he. Didn't even crack the Mendoza line last year, but he had 10 home runs in, in brief playing time. Crazy stat, though, with this guy, when he was batting eighth last year, which is the spot he batted the most in in the lineup, he batted 293 with a 349 on base percentage and an 884 OPS, right? So I'm like, ooh, if he bats eighth, he's going to be a stud. I look at roster resource. Yeah, they project him to bat seventh. So he'll be <laughs> back down to 195, whatever. But yeah, this is a guy I, I want to get as you know these draft champions where you have to get three or four catchers. I'm taking him as my third. He projects to be a starter. He, he's a flyer. I, I just wanted to go on paper saying his name out loud just in case. <laughs> it felt good too. Just in case, just in case it pops off, and, and then I can say that I said it on January sixth. Right. Don't well, forget Sam Huff though. He's, he's uh, yeah. I mean that's that's definitely yeah. the future. I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not buying this guy in dynasty leagues or anything like that. That's this is more for draft and holds. <laughs> All, right. All right, I got I got one more rookie to talk about real quick. That's uh, going to help some people this year in uh, 2022. And it all depends on what happens after 
uh, free agency part two. Okay, we have if Carlos Correa doesn't sign with the Astros, Jeremy Pena is going to be given that job. All right, this guy is a monster. He's the best defensive player in the system. Uh, he's a power speed guy. He's developing his power. He's 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 on like Instagram now. He's like shredded. He he looks like you know he took like juice. I don't know, but he's, he's not on juice. But uh, he's shredded for a kid, and he had ten home runs and had uh, a big power output this year. And uh, they love him. And uh, I think they're gonna get his bat in the lineup. And he's gonna be a really really good value. He's getting picked five ninety three. Get him now. All right, Nick, anything to say about that? Because Jeff's dying over there. <laughs> no. All right, so I'm, I'm next with you right now, best ball time. <laughs> All right, so next what we're going to do is we're going to go to, uh, you know, towards the end of the show, I'd like to bring in a guy that uh, <coughs> helped us in the fantasies uh, world when we were younger, and it's a little throwback. And I'm going to give you guys some clues, and let's see if you can get them. You ready? My throwback played 20 seasons, six-time All-Star. Catcher, 1997, uh, best year, bad 324, 21 homers, 83 RBIs, one rookie of the year. Anybody? I know the answer. Yeah. I know the answer. Wasn't even the best player with, with in his family. Oh, God, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was traded for Joe Carter. Sandy Alomar. That's that guy. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I had to bring that up because you brought up Mondesi and Biggio. So, All right. It's uh, just, uh, uh, so uh, Sandy Alomar Jr. Loved him. That was yeah. back when catchers were horrible. Yeah. I mean, we think they're horrible now. They were horrible back then. But, you know, just think about this. When, <laughs> when in the late 80s, the, the uh, Padres had – Alomar Jr. and Benito Santiago. And I used to try to throw off my knees just like Benito Santiago, too. I loved him. He was like my freaking idol growing up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to use the mute button, and she's telling me to take vitamin C. I got him. She can probably hear you. At least, oh. at least she's watching. All right. Anything else we want to talk about before we get the hell out of here? Uh, no, no, I'm good. And you're working on anything? It's baseball season. It's, it's your time. Yeah. yeah. Well, my first article just came out last week. Uh, my, uh, second one, I'm doing uh, uh part two with the pitchers coming out in, uh, the next week or so. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to be hammering out best balls, doing some more dynasties. I'm a little bit all over the place. I'm not going to admit to how many leagues I'm doing just in case somebody upstairs listening, but, uh, I'm going to be a little crazy. So. Nick, what about you? you got anything going on? Uh, no, nothing. I, I get the dynasty itch right now, so I'm uh, I'm doing po- I'm listening to podcasts on the way to work. I'm reading articles at work now when I can, and uh, I'm getting back into it. Football is gone. Thank God. Wow. Um, wow. after so- I'm going to watch Sunday, obviously, but then that's it. I'm done. Well, we, we we'll get back in in about a month. Yeah, give or take free agency. Yeah, a little, a little bit at least. You got to cover the draft and the and then rookie I'm, drafts. Yeah, the mock, uh, the actual NFL. I have a mock draft top ten right now, but it's it's fluid. The draft order is not finalized. Nothing like that yet. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll put that out next week then. Yeah. I will admit this. I will admit this on the air. 
I liked what I saw with Zach last week. I like it. I, I see the, better. I see the progress. He's in a good. He's in a good system. I like what I see. We're getting there. All right. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Thank you, Forrest. All right, guys. Let's <laughs> let, let, let's get the hell out of here. I got to go uh, resuscitate myself. Thanks for your patience with my coughing. I I found the mute button at the end there, so that that was helpful. But in the meantime, he's. Trader Andy at AMAC22NJ. This guy, the first guy on Twitter, at NMimi. I'm at JTrella20. This has been the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. Trevor, thanks for all you do. Take us on out of here. Peace, guys. Yeah.